It is Saturday night in the Moody. Woo! It's definitely right. Steven Mulehausen here, combat sports reporter from the zone, and the one and only, the sexiest and most handsomest combat sports journalist in all of Puerto Rico. Woo! D.Y. Dale Rivera, walkway to Fight Club, night one of WrestleMania 37 is in the books. You know, every time, and before we even go there, thank you for everyone who's been listening and watching the podcast. If you're watching via Facebook Live, rate, review, download, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. If you're not liking the Walkway to Fight Club already, if you're watching on Facebook, it's simple. Like the post, love it, hate it, do all that cool shit. Leave any comments, leave any questions. We'll be here till four in the morning to answer every single question and every and respond to every single comment. So please do that. You're shaking your head at me like, what the fuck are you saying? But I am being honest. Four in the morning. Man. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave a comment as well. You know, WWE, you know, you get the WrestleMania, you know, and you hit... We hit low expectations, and rightfully so. They really made it pretty easy to want to hate the bill. But you know what happened along the way, D.Y.? We ended up getting a really goddamn good WrestleMania. Highlighted by the historic main event that saw Bianca Belair defeat Sasha Banks to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. We'll get into that and the historical significance of that in just a moment. But I want to get your thoughts, D.Y. What did you think of WrestleMania 37? I came into the night and I texted you this. I think it was... Earlier in the week, I'm like, I'm low-key dreading having to watch this. Like, I'm, I'm, this is the first Mania I wasn't looking forward to. And then it started seeming out that way. With the rain delay, which seeing Michael Cole and Samoa Joe with trash bags over their heads was funny as hell. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. And then you get like a 20-minute delay, and I'm like, all right. Sounds good. This this sounds about right. And then you get <laughs> the women's tag turmoil. After that nonsense, then we got to the good stuff. And then I got hooked. And it was, beside that one match, it was a very entertaining night for wrestling fans. Where, on a scale of 1 to 10, and I'll just ask it now. How would you rate this WrestleMania? I'll give it an 8. Why is that? Why an eight not anything lower or anything higher? So you look at every match. Every match did what it was supposed to. Bobby Lashley versus McIntyre was a shocker, shocking ending. I didn't expect to see that. Bad Bunny delivered on a celebrity match that nobody expected to see anything that happened. And we'll get into all this. Um, the tag match was fun to watch. The men's tag match. The main event was historic, and it delivered a perfect match for the build and the story that they were telling. Tonight was storytelling at its finest. The only downside was some production issues, commentary, 
and that tag team turmoil match. That's why I give it an eight. Man, that, that production at the beginning, holy shnikes. You can't control the weather. No. You can't. And we'll get into that in a minute, but I got to give the show at 9.5. I am, you and me both, ultra uber critical always of WWE. Because yes. it's usually rightfully deserved. Not here, man. You can't control the weather. I think everything was, and I talked to some people, I'm like texting and writing at the same time here. And <laughs> it was a flux, state of flux. It was, whoa. They found out when the was right when the national anthem was beginning. They're like, wait a minute here. We're gonna have to go into a delay. Because then lightning was entering the area and it was lightning during the it was the lightning during the national anthem. And we saw what happened from there. And you can't that I can't blame. No. Those other little production goofs, 100%. But does that, but should that take away from what we saw in the ring? No. Because it, that's, sometimes our production glitch is going to happen even to the best. And do we, yes, do we get too many errors by WWE? Absolutely. But not this time around, DY. They, it, this was, it's WrestleMania, live fans. I think the not only were the 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 talent, the MVPs of tonight, those fans dealt with the wind, the rain, the lightning, everything in between. Those fans showed out tonight. Those fans were electric, and I loved it. I love seeing fans. It I got goosebumps just talking about it right now. Yeah, wrestling is not wrestling without the fans. That's that's an obvious statement. You could have told from the past year, and you could have told the one night made that big of a difference. That which main you, event. Which you, which you wouldn't think. No. But it did. Yep. That main event is not the, what happened the night without the fans. That pop at the end, Belair's dad almost jumping the barricade. That, that was, was great. That was fantastic stuff and i'm glad the cameraman caught that that was perfect i'm like man i'm thankful that kevin dunn didn't cut away from that in his spastic i was waiting for his happy ass to do that i really was he because it wouldn't have surprised me because he does it he's notorious for doing that yeah he's a world-class moron Today, we didn't see much of that, which is good. Except he made a lot of cuts in the Omas fight, or in the Omas match, but you know what? It worked. For what? Like, it served that purpose. And we'll get into that. Now, and we'll get in. I've got a lot of people jumping in here. Steven Mulhausen here of the zone, along with Dale Rivera, walkway to Fight Club. If you got, however, you guys are watching, leave questions and comments. They will get answered, I do promise. And also, if you're watching via Facebook, it's simple. Like and follow the Facebook page. Leave a thumbs up, thumbs down, love, whatever you want to do. 
and also leave a question and comment as well. If you're watching via YouTube, give it the old big thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and also leave a comment on there as well. But let's get into it. The reason we are here to end WrestleMania 37, night one, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to capture the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was an instant classic. And, you know, there were so, they really fought for this. They wanted to be the headliner. I put it on Twitter, and I mean, you were texting a little bit before in the main event, and I said, Bel, and I put it, Belair has to deliver. I hadn't been, her in-ring work was, eh. I wasn't that impressed from the Rumble to what, even up to last week. I was kind of like, is she going to be ready? It doesn't seem like Bianca Belair is ready to deliver. We knew Sasha would deliver. But could Bianca Belair deliver on the big stage? I wasn't sold until she got they got in the ring. And you look at all the pageantry of them coming down, the fireworks and everything in between. And then it like hits you, Daryl. You have take away the aspect of two African-American women headlining pro wrestling's mar- annual marquee event. Take all that away. Take away. And, but you have to add in also, not take away, but you have to add in also. It's the first time ever in the history of WWE. Two women, women going one-on-one in the main event. They didn't get here because of the skin of their color. They got here and they got the position because they're fucking good. They're fucking great. So for anyone out there who wants to say, and I've seen it out there. Oh, they got this because they're African-American women. They got it because they're the female gender. No. They got to the main event because they're that damn good. If you don't like it, you could stop watching this right now. I don't want anyone to be associated with that because I'm not about gender stereotyping. I'm not about race stereotyping. We got enough of that in this world. We don't need that in wrestling. It was a historic night. And by God, you sent me a nice tweet of the fire stuff and everything. My God, my friend, they fucking delivered. The instant classic doesn't do it any enough justice. This thing was just outright like top five main event. Like I would go that far. Like it was really, really good. When you look at the magnitude of it, the intangibles. You mentioned, forget about it for now, and it was still up there. You add the intangibles. The first time two African-American women are headlining a WrestleMania, the big, arguably the biggest show in wrestling history, right? You add the first time two women are going one-on-one in the main event. You add those intangibles, and they deliver to the magnitude that they did. This was a perfect match for everything they were trying to do. The ending was great, even though it got botched by Michael Cole, who, God, I want to mute the TV so bad. 
Oh, look at even him. even he couldn't fuck this up, and he tried. You could like it. I'm not. I'm not saying he tried to do it on purpose. He's but I'm saying, yeah, he's a moron. Like he, how do you fuck that up? How do you know she did not get pinned? She did. She kicked out. I mean, my God, it was so. Here, here's the thing. Even that. Back to my point a little bit. Even that didn't fuck up how great this match was. Having the emotion before the match even starts. That is genuine. That gives you like, hey, we're in this. This is fucking real. Like, this is legit. And then the emotion at the end. You saw the emotions going through the match. The near falls. The actual storytelling that they were doing the entire match. And it was fantastic. And they delivered in the ring. They showcased Sasha Banks' skill as a wrestler. She can tell a story as good as anybody. They showed Bianca's strength. She's a freak of nature. <laughs> like, I thought it was amazing when they get to the outside. Banks tries a, a tope. They roll up. And Bianca, like, has her, carries her, dead, lifts her up in the air, going up the steps and throws her in the ring. It's like, WTF? Yeah. Then that suit, the suit, the suit like spot where she's like bouncing her off the ropes. I thought she was going to all four and then was going to hold her up like Ric Flair. But as I put in my live blog for the zone, I, it, to me, it was the match was the strength of Bianca Belair against the technical wrestling prowess of Sasha Banks. And that's what we got here. Yep. And it delivered. It, it, it did exactly what it needed to do, and then some. You saw the strength of Bianca Belair. Not even the strength. You saw the athleticism that Bianca Belair has. Because she's not only strong, she's very athletic. She's quick, she's agile, and she can hang with the best of them. And then you have Sasha, you know, deliver the ring psychology, all the near-miss moments, that emotion showing that, hey, I'm – what the hell do I have to do to put her away? And getting to the point where heel Sasha is coming up a little bit, which is the best kind of Sasha. Oh, yeah. And it's just storytelling at its finest. And that's what it did. You know, it was just... You could feel it the whole time. You, like, when they came out, and then Bianca's crying. I'm like, that got me. Lot doesn't a lot doesn't get me anymore. I've seen freaking everything in wrestling, MMA, and boxing. But I'll be damned. That got me. Because she's looking and she's crying. You can see Sasha wants to cry. And she's just like that smile, and then she's like looking away, and it's like, yeah. It's like, God damn you, you got me. It's like, it was like, it was from right there. They were on go. And I'd be damned. It was, it was anybody that missed WrestleMania. Don't look at any results. Stop watching. Go watch it right now and then come back and watch this video. 
because this is if you didn't watch it, you're doing yourself a disservice. It was a very entertaining card, top to bottom. Main event was cherry on top for the night. How was Peacock for you? It was fine. I didn't have any issues. Steven Mielhausen here from DAZN along with D.Y. Daryl Rivera, combat sports journalist, walkway to Fight Club, recapping night one of a historic WrestleMania 37 from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, home of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was hoping to see Tom Brady and Giselle in the house. I was a little disappointed. I don't think you'll ever see Tom Brady in the WWE arena. I don't think so either. I don't think it's a style. A man can dream, but we were talking about Peacock, and I had no issues. I had a couple, I had two times I had like it, the little thing was circling for a second, but that like, it happened twice, unless it's a total of like maybe five seconds, and yeah. then it was done. So, but no, Peacock aces in my book. I illegally, I'm not gonna lie, I, I cannot tell a lie, I illegally. Had to download it because I had the aim because my TV is like seven years old, so I can't, I don't have the app for it. And I have the Amazon Fire Stick. I had to illegally download it onto the Fire Stick because Amazon and NBCU cannot agree to a goddamn deal. Hmm. So luckily I found, I finagled away and there you go. You were good to go. But no, I was actually impressed with Peacock. I had my worries. I almost bought it on pay per view. I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust Peacock here. It, it was good. I didn't have any issues. I didn't have any buffering or anything like that. It ran smoothly the entire time. Good. Now, how would you rate, you know, because I put this out there, and we'll kind of we'll go over the match now just a little bit, and we'll go do score more towards the last couple of moments. And back and forth battle, you had – it seemed like Sasha finally was going to get that hair, beat the living bejesus out of Bianca. Bianca powers out. That whip, that final whip, holy moly. Do you see Sasha's ribs at the end of that match? Yeah. Oh! Whipped her. Oh, my God. That was horrid. That was that hurt. I felt that, and I felt that on my leather couch. I popped. I, as soon as I heard the noise, I was like, oh, my God, Jesus. Bianca goes for the KOD. Sasha reverses out, tries for the bank statement. Bianca rever- powers out, reverses, hits the KOD, a deep three count. Sorry, Michael Cole. We have two eyes. We were all paying attention. Thank you, Corey Graves, for realizing your partner is a complete moron. And Bianca Belair makes history and becomes the new SmackDown Women's Champion. I view it as an instant classic. They didn't go too long. They went just about 20 minutes. They told a fantastic story from the jump, from the ring entrance to the conclusion of the show. That, to me, maybe, and I'm feeling like I'm not a prisoner of the moment here. This was the best main event since WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan won the WWE champ, World Heavyweight Championship. I could agree with that. You look at you look back at the past, that's what, seven manias ago? Roman Reigns was involved in five of them. 
I can definitely agree with that. And it's it's like you said, this was storytelling at its finest. It was a great finish. It highlighted Bianca Belair's strengths, especially her, basically, which is one of her gimmicks, the long braided hair. Like I mentioned before, I heard that whip and it was it was pop worthy because you're like, oh my god! It's one of those things that as soon as you hear it and as soon as you see it, you feel it. I felt that my ribs hurt a little bit, and then you see it <laughs> at the end, and it's like, my god, that's not that was a shoot, man. That that's not that wasn't gimmicked. That was a shoot. No. That wasn't Kevin Dunn putting a like a a sound effect right after. No, 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 no. It was real. <laughs> no, my God, it was brutal. And Stephen Mielhausen here from DAZONE along with Daryl Rivera. Walkway to Fight Club. Recapping night one of a historic WrestleMania 37. Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. If you're watching via Facebook Live, it's simple. Give the video, give give this post a like, a heart, a ha-ha-ha, or give any type of reaction to the post. Leave a question and comment. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple. Give it the old thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Got a lot of comments already coming in through the pipeline, so it's greatly appreciated. They will get read, I promise. I have to say this is definite. Thank you. Someone gave a hard woo. I love you. Whoever did that, I love you. We love you too. Mwah. They should publicly say who did that. I mean, I don't know why we don't find out. <laughs> At least to us. We're, we're on here on the show. We want to know who shows love. Just, I care, but I mean it in terms of like, as long as they're reacting, and that does, it does mean a lot. Yeah. So, but in terms of, I just just everything wrapped in the one. I just think made it. It was the, a great way to cap off in a historic night because you look at you look at every match except for the tag team turmoil was really good. You know when. We had the weather delay, and, you know, when we went into that a little bit, the first ever weather delay, you would have thought of the years and years now that WWE has done outside WrestleMania is that they would have had at least a rain delay, a weather delay. And what a year for that to happen. It's like, from what I was told, it it was chaotic, but Vince was pretty even keel from what I have been told by numerous sources in the company. So I'm like, that's great news right there. Because if he's panicking, everyone else is going to be like, <sighs> they knew it. Because they knew there was a chance of rain. There was going to be, there was a three hour window where there was going to be rain. So they had prepared for it. So that I give them credit for that. They knew what they were going to do. Yeah. And look what we saw a ton of great promos. Including Kevin Owens burying the hell out of Jim Cornette. That was kind of funny. That was funny. And then his mic dropped, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm thinking that's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> but you had that, you know, and I thought they held up pretty good for it. was about a 30-minute delay, and then we began with Drew McIntyre. Bobby Lashley, WWE title on the line, and this was everything it was supposed to be. Hard-hitting, hard-hitting, and some great catch wrestling from both guys. Yep. 
it's a good it was a good opening match a good match to for the first time you know fans having there in a year that's exactly what you wanted to see you had drew mcintyre who's been arguably the mvp for the full year for the pandemic era in the wwe you had bobby lashley the almighty come in and then you have that type of match hard hitting you saw both both guys strengths you saw McIntyre constantly, you know, trying to get the Claymore in, missing, trying to do different things that we never seen him do. And then you just saw Bobby Lashley just absolutely choke him out in the middle of the ring. It was great. It was great. I was so surprised. You, know, you look at, like, because you looked at Drew, Drew. I like how they were playing off, like, Lashley's arm so he couldn't get the hurt lock. I kind of I like those little nuances there and then drew incorporating some mma and lashley incorporate using his power and this the way that intertwined everything i thought i thought was very solid i thought it went a couple minutes too long i really liked the match right if you would they would have cut that by about three i would say about five minutes that would have been perfect i thought that would have been a perfect time frame for both guys we look at the ending. Drew was going, looked like Drew was going to re, regain the belt for the third time. Kind of a weird distraction because the camera didn't pan to MVP, so you really didn't know what the hell was going on. All they really said was MVP distracted McIntyre. It's like, okay, well, what the hell happened? I thought it was a botch at first. I thought it was too, and then Drew missed the Claymore. Lashley applied the Hurt Lock. Drew's trying every which way to get out, killing the old Bret Hart Steve Austin finish from Survivor Series 96, bouncing off the middle turnbuckle, trying for the pin. Lashley kept it on. McIntyre passed out. They made it a point that he didn't tap out, a la Steve Austin WrestleMania 13 against Bret Hart. And the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. I wasn't expecting that, D.Y. I thought... Full disclosure, I thought they were going to go get – the story seemed like it was Drew getting the belt back in front of fans. It seemed like the, the narrative was there. The story was perfect to tell there. They went a different route, which I was very surprised by. What do you make of the finish? I was pleasantly surprised. And it's because Lashley was arguably the best thing you had going when he became the like the champ. And just dropping it at WrestleMania like a month, at, not even a month, like three weeks after, that would have just made him a transitional champion. And I don't think his character would have, like, I don't think that would have done him any favors. Obviously, for he wouldn't be the champion anymore. But at the same time, I don't think he could get that back. Like, you you see what he's done now. And this this decision makes... WWE, and this is a head-scratcher, break up the Hurt Locker a lot more confusing. Because if you knew that Lashley was keeping the belt, why break them up? Like that, that, Then now it doesn't make sense to me. And you see this type of thing. You, you look at Drew, the way that the match was finished, that was great. If I'm nitpicking a little bit, the only thing I would have changed is I would have left Drew in the middle of the ring. Like, I wouldn't have him move at all. Because he rolled out right away. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. Yeah, and I was like, that that's that's weird. He he was rolling out, and he was coughing and everything. I'm like, 
you said he was passed out. Nobody passed out comes back up in one minute or one second and acts like somebody just choked him out. If he if he got choked out, that's one thing. If he got if he was passed out, which they made a very big point in that, then he lays down in that ring and doesn't get up for another five minutes. That's the only thing that I would have changed. But other than that, like it's the right finish. You get to extend this angle, which I think is going to be good for both guys. And you already know eventually Drew's going to get the title back. It's a given at this point. But delaying the story, that's, in my opinion, that's the best way to go about it. I wouldn't be so sure about that with Drew. I think really? This is the route I would go. And I'll make sure you guys leave questions and comments on this one. I'm about to set the world on fire here. I would go, I would, I go Lashley and Brock. SummerSlam. Bianca Belair, not Bianca, I didn't see the Bianca Belair coming. Bianca Belair versus Bobby Lashley. I dig it. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not about man on woman violence. No thanks. <laughs> I think Lashley and Lesnar for the WWE title headlines SummerSlam. That's money. I'm think I'm just throwing it out there. I seriously think that's the. I don't know anything, but Lashley is one. God, I remember when Lashley was in Strike Force, and Lashley wanted that match then. Wanted it when he was in Bellator. He wants it worse now. But man, I I think that's where they're gonna go. That's a big money match. Yeah. It really, really is. Lashley's on a great run right now. You ride that. You ride it hard. I'm not saying Drew's never going to get the belt back, because he is. And you're I agree with you hundred percent on that one. But you gotta do Lashley and Brock first. I'm fine with that. I'm definitely fine. That's a match I've been wanting to see since Bobby Lashley came back. To the WWE. Oh my god, yeah. That was that it makes all the sense in the world, but we Brock's very Brock's very picking and choosy. He was picking and choosy, and it seemed like you know I get why he wasn't there. I can get I can dig what WWE did here, and we'll get more into that a little bit later, but hold on one second. I want him I always man, I did this whole show and I barely remember what we the match order. Let's see here. Hold on one second here. I do apologize. Oh, after this was the tag team turmoil. Now you go from something great and then you go into what we saw next. Stephen we'll get into that in a moment. Stephen Mielhausen here from the zone, along with DY Daryl Rivera, combat sports journalist extraordinaire. You know, you went from the greatness of what we saw in the first match. Then we get the tag team turmoil. What in the blue moon was that, D.Y.? Because I'm very confused. That I mean, was pretty hideous. I mean, I... That was not fun. That was... I like the the concept was fine. The wrestling was just started with Carmella and Billy Kay, 
against Lana and Lana and Naomi. Carmella and Billy Kay pinned. He beat Lana and Naomi. I was surprised at that one. I wasn't. I was like, WTF? Yeah. What is going on here? And then Riot Squad came out. Um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. They ended up beating Car- Carmella and Billy Kay. I actually enjoyed the Riot Squad here. I thought that I thought Riot and especially Liv Morgan, I thought looked really good here in certain spots. And then we had Natalia and Tamina come in. They get they get the heat immediately. You know the baby faces come back. Tamina looked pretty well too. I was actually surprised by that. We'll one of the that. best one of the best super kicks in the in the business right now. Oh my god, dude! They're getting the comeback on Tamina. A deep two count after the the front senton, and then it was then they do Natalia gets in the tag. They do the heart attack. Acts like she's going to do the sharpshooter. Tags Tamina. Tamina in the homage to her father, the late great Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Does the Superfly the Superfly splash from the top rope for the one, two, three. Natalia and Tamina become the number one contenders. And they will head on to tomorrow night, night two of WrestleMania 37. And will face Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the women's tag team titles. The match sucked. <laughs> Plain and simple. The worst match on the show. I think we all... I, you're laughing. I, you know me, man. I, 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 I can't sugarcoat this nonsense as much as I want to. And I am a journalist. And I should be a little more nicer. That was atrocious. That was not fun to watch. No. If Liv Morgan... and this is, And I actually will say this. Liv Morgan has improved tremendously. She really has. Tamina, I was quite baffled at how great, not great, but how decent she was. I liked the splash from the top. I thought that was pretty cool. Even though she almost killed freaking poor Ruby Riot. Oh, my God. I thought she was going to take her head off with that right knee. God. Splash. I was like, oh, my God. But I'm happy for Natty. Always one of my favorites. Glad they're going on to tomorrow night. I hope for a title change tomorrow. I'm just going to say it now. I, the only reason I think that's going to happen is you see the promo that Paul Heyman had with Natalia where he basically told her, like, listen, if your father hears you talking the way that you're talking right now, he would smack you across the face and tell that you. To, awesome. I'm like, my God, Paul is the best thing that we have right now on Talking Smack. And... I think that's going to cause a title change and a much needed heel turn for Natty, which she's like the big show, the women's division where she turns heel the face and heel and face and heel. Just keep her at one point, man. Like it's, it hurts her character and everything like that. When you keep turning her, her and Tamina are good. Just keep them neutral. Don't even give them a designation. Just keep them neutral. They're a good tag team and go from there. That, that that's it but yeah creative is lord knows what the hell they're doing with that dartboard at this point they're probably like have the opponents in, in a dartboard and like all right we're gonna do all right that sounds good i asked that one time and all like was this big ha ha i asked that one time a long time ago and that was the response i got 
We got a lot of people jumping in here. So before I we get into that, Stephen Mielhausen here from DAZN along with D.Y., Daryl Rivera, Walkway to Fight Club podcast. We are recapping night one of WrestleMania 37 from Raymond James Stadium out in Tampa, Florida. The event was highlighted by Bianca Belair defeating Sasha Banks to become the SmackDown Women's Champion. If you're watching via Facebook, it's simple, guys. Like the post, like the Facebook page, and follow the page as well. If you're watching via YouTube, it's simple as well. Give it the old thumbs up, and please subscribe to the channel. A lot of great stuff up right now on the YouTube channel. Drew McIntyre commented on Will Ospreay. That was wonderful. And it received me a follow-back from the former two-time WWE champion who said he, he DM'd me and said he enjoyed that. The fact that I put that in there. So nice. I don't know. I don't know if WWE was thrilled about it, but they really didn't pump out the article. So yeah, more, but there is I thought some good stuff with Drew McIntyre and also with Braun Strowman. So make sure you guys definitely check that out. What I thought. The show stealer, in my mind, Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I texted you. I'm like, I think this is going to steal the show. I was talking to one of the guys from the zone who was one of the, the editor for the night. And he was like, man, I he's a big wrestling fan. So he's like, man, I agree with you, Steve. I think this is going to be steal the show. And you know what? God damn it. did. It, it was, it just, you kind of knew on paper, D.Y., that Got Cesaro with a point to prove. First singles match at WrestleMania. Seth Rollins, one of the best talents in the world. Seth had a point to prove. First big singles match since coming back. Damn. I thought the way it was going, I thought this match was going to get cut short and it was going to go like eight minutes. And I'm like, oh, no. The way they were just going high spot, high spot, high spot so quick, like right off the shoot. I'm like, no, but then I saw God. Who was it on Twitter? Brian Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer said no man reported that no matches were getting cut short. So then I felt better. I buckled in, filled up my water, and enjoyed the ride. But shit, that was fun. Oh yeah, good fucking lord. And we'll kind of just I'll go over just the cliff notes real quickly. Rollins went for the curb stomp. A beautiful spot. It reminded me of like WrestleMania 31 with how Orton converted it into the RKO. Cesaro connected on a vicious uppercut. He picked Rollins up over his head, spun him around with no hands in the UFO spot. That was freaking awesome. I loved it. Then to even make it better, he picked up Rollins and spun him 23 times. Good Lord, Ms. Malik. That was amazing. Finally let him go. This was Superman picked Rollins up for the neutralizer in the one, two, three. The biggest win of Cesaro's career. That's what me and you were going back and forth in that match. That was amazing. The show stealer in my mind. Because we kind of knew. We kind of knew what Drew and Lashley were going to be. We knew what the main event had the potential to be. We knew those two matches would be given time because those were the two marquee matches on this night. But would Seth and Cesaro get the time to deliver? God damn it, they got the time. And the surprise of no one, 
they stole the show. This this match was, and I texted you this. How come they're not giving Cesaro like this? Highlighted Cesaro perfectly. Rollins and Cesaro are two guys that arguably two of the best workers in the company right now or in the world. You look at this match, and the only thing that it was missing was a proper build. You imagine you give this match a proper build, other than the fact that Rollins is pissed that he got swung 22 times. <laughs> like, that's that was the build. He swung me 22 times, so I, now I have to fight him. Guess what? He got gets WrestleMania, he swings you 23 times. Boom. You give this match a proper build, and this could have been even bigger. But the fact that they grabbed this crappy build that the crea- creative gave them. They said, here's poop in a bag. Go make something out of it. <laughs> you said poop in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> you can say shit. You sound like my four-year-old. And he says, I, says poopy pants. There I'm you. trying. Poopy in, your, poopy in your mouth. I'm trying to cut back on my curse words here. We're podcasting they, in front of the world. Speak your mind. Fair God, enough. Forward. Say shit. They got shit in a bag for, for a creative build. And they made that shit into magic. Because the, tonight was entertaining us all hell. Seth Rollins, Cesaro, they prove again that they're two of the top workers in the company. And my God, why the fuck has Cesaro not gotten a push yet? The guy has given everything to the company and he has yet to get a push. I think the push is arriving. The push is here. Good. I think, see I, think, I think this was the beginning of the push. God, let it happen. I think this is going to be the 2021 men's money in the bank winner. Let's going to throw that out there. I know we got, I think money in the bank is next month, actually. I, I'm so freaking smart. But sure. the monster push is finally here. I feel like. For I him. hope. And... He's got it all. I was talking to someone. I did a radio hit today in Omaha for for my guys out in Omaha, Nebraska. And I said, he just, he's, he checks every box that Vince McMahon likes. He's a good looking guy. He's got a great build. He can go in the ring. The fans are behind him. But the only thing that was really holding him back in the in this weird demented mind of Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. Prom the mic time. The mic. Was it great? No, it was okay. But I felt like if you just give him a mouthpiece, give him someone that can talk, let him go. Let him be. And now it feels like he finally found himself behind the mic. Some guys it does take a little longer and he's he's there. I thought his mic work in this program had been pretty good. It had been solid. Enough to get by, I felt like. And the monster push is finally happening. You don't beat Seth Rollins clean unless you're going to get, especially in a pay-per-view, unless you're going to get a monster push. And the push is happening. The push is now. I have a feeling. Cesaro will be getting winning the money in the bank. Maybe I'm dead wrong, and I, I pray to God I'm not. But I feel like that push is finally happening. I and, hope so. And we're, I think he's gonna, he's going to be, I think, 
they seem like they have this thing about one male, push one male and one female during the year. I think it's going to be Bianca Belair for the women, the mega push for each each gender, Bianca Belair and Cesaro. I think that's we're kind of where I'm because now starts a new year for WWE. So kind of like this is kind of where I feel like they're going right now. And I hope I'm right. Well, we saw one part of it in the main event. I feel like we're getting it here with the, after this. See, now that you mentioned that, that's that's what gives me a headache about WWE. That's kind of what, like what's ass backwards. We're going to push one man and one woman the entire fucking year. Dude, that's how they... Like we, you can need... get, we can get into this another time, but I know I keep going. I'm, I'm... All I'm all I'm saying is have a contingency plan. This is why you push two, three people a year. One gets hurt. Guess what? You can fall back on something. I can get of not wanting to push too many people because I feel like AEW does that. Okay. It's like you're trying to push like 40 people at one time. Yeah, but AEW is a new company. So I get chunk why they're off, doing it. Chunk it off. Cap it gotta push a certain amount of people like you said because injuries do happen you want to see you pick a couple guys couple couple ladies and you see who's going to break out at that point you ride them and you get them to that next level once they're established you go to the next list and that's how i feel like it's the one thing aew is needs to do and needs to do better and i think they will and i think they'll learn this as time goes on but wwe needs to do it more and i feel like like you said that's where i always have that mental block with them. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're on the right track with that now. And, you know, Cesaro is a great start. Bianca Belair. So good win for Cesaro. You could tell the emotion. And I want to, I'll end with this. We can end with this part here. The emotion. And this kind of was the running theme. The emotion. Did you see him afterwards? No. You could tell how much that moment meant to him and the fans got behind it and i said this earlier to i've been saying this all week my head's been spinning all week from media hits fans want to see emotion people don't wrestling is supposed to be and we keep saying this it's supposed to be simple d1 like you said a headache we shouldn't have to have get a headache watching pro wrestling Pro wrestling is supposed to be an escape for a certain the, the hours a, sh- a particular show was on to not so we don't have to think about the personal and professional problems that we're having. Not have to have a headache and sit and think about what the heck are they doing? What the hell are you doing? Should never be like that at all. It shouldn't be. People want to be emotionally attached. I now have an emotional attachment to Cesaro. I have now an emotional attachment to Sasha Banks, to Bianca Belair, to Braun Strowman, to Bad Bunny, to Damian Priest, to Drew McIntyre, to Bobby Lashley. You want to know why? Because I saw genuine emotion to Mina and Natalia. I saw genuine emotion the entire night. AJ Styles and Omos. Every winner tonight and every loser, I saw genuine emotion. I don't remember the last time I saw a whole WWE show and we got that. Nope. Been a while. And the, the fans felt it in the venue and the fans felt it online. You could tell. Like, you, you see Cesaro and 
I'll give props. I know I bash commentary all the time. Corey Graves. Corey Graves actually builds Cesaro up and added to that moment. And that's a testament to him. Thank God Michael Cole just decided to shut the hell up the entire time that Corey Graves was talking. Well, they're fr- they're friends too. Like Corey's good friends with Cesaro, and he's really and he's good, really good friends with Seth. Go that's where I think Corey Graves and Samoa Joe help because, like you said, they know the talent. They're friends, legitimate friends with the talent, so they can help make moments like that feel extra special. And that felt like you mentioned before, genuine emotion. That that sounded like genuine emotion coming from Corey Graves, and that's what you like to hear. You build on that with the superstars. Braun Strowman is another guy today, who I thought was lacking that genuine emotion. Today was great. Bad Bunny, that I could talk about that Bad Bunny match for hours. Oh, we'll get in. We're gonna get into all that. Let's get to this real quickly. New Raw Tag Team Champions. The first title change of the evening, of the first title change of WrestleMania 37, AJ Styles and Omos win the Raw Tag Team titles, defeating Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston of the New Day. I thought it was really cool Big E came out to introduce the New Day. I thought that was just just a little nostalgia there. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, all right, all right. Oh, make sure, guys. I'm. I want to give this a plug, and I should. We should have been giving this a plug a long time ago. Go to ourheroesrock.org. It is the Kickstarter from Biggie and a good friend of mine, Andreas Hale from Sporting News. I forget the other kid's name off the top of my head. They already hit their mark to do their first pilot episode, but keep donating. It runs through the end of tomorrow. They need another twenty-eight thousand dollars so they can do. A couple little more, a couple more things to make this just over the top for you guys. So make sure you guys donate. Go to ourheroesrock.org. It is a great cause. I donated a few times already, so make sure you guys do that today. Jonathan Davenport is Jonathan Davenport. Jonathan's gonna kill me. He's a friend of mine too. Andreas is gonna kill me because I know he's watching. He's he me and him have been texting all night too. He's like, make sure you give that a plug. It's like every time I listen, you don't give it a plug. I'm giving it a plug now. So make sure you guys definitely go and do that. Ourheroesrock.org. Andreas, Andreas' Twitter account. Oh, it's money. Was an was an amazing follow all night long. Oh, he's he's so funny <laughs> on Twitter. I like telling like, dude, I don't know how you deal with that bullshit. I would mute like everybody. Dude, that that gives me hours of entertainment. Him just bashing other people. I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. It blows my mind. One of the best Twitter follows that you will ever see. Follow Andreas on Twitter at Andreas Hale. My former boss at Sporting News and Zone. Now he is just at Sporting News. And I am just at Zone. You can follow him at Andreas Hale. Entrance was great. Oh, Mahasas came out in his outfit. And I'm like, oh, damn. There's going to be a beating going on. And... It was AJ receiving the heat for the majority of the match. And then Xavier, they were about to do a double-team move. AJ kicks Kofi, kicks Kofi out. And then good old Xavier is like, oh, shit. AJ leaped up, tagged Omas. Then the beatdown ensued. And I got to say, 
I had heard very negative things about this guy. But he had been busting his ass trying to improve. Did he look great? No. No. But you know what, though? The spots they had him do, he did them right. He looked fluid. And he got the job done. Was he AJ Styles? No. But, man, he did it. Some nice clothesline, did some nice punches. I done a nice backbreaker. I like the spot where AJ AJ gets on his shoulders. AJ does the uh, phenomenal forearm to Kingston. Omos does the the Baldo slam, the double choke slam for the one, two, three, and new Raw Tag Team Champions AJ Styles and Omos. And AJ Styles acted like he won a gold medal at the Olympics. I thought it was. Was it the most impressive thing I've ever seen? Ryan Satin from Fox Sports? Absolutely not, you homer. I had to get that out because that I was getting tweets about that. Oh, what'd you think? What a freaking homer that idiot is. What a homer he's turned out to be. But I, it is what it is. I know why he did it. But a good showing. He did the right things he was supposed to what he did, was supposed to do. He did good. It wasn't. Yeah, the crowd oohed and ah. This like guy seven foot three. You better ooh and ah. The fact the guy can even move like that at seven foot three is quite impressive. He shows he has some athletic ability. Now he they just got to get him more ring time. That's what, and he's with the right guy to get him where he needs to be to be a a very competent big man because they see money in this guy. Obviously, they're not putting him with AJ. If they don't see something. He's just got to keep working. He's a project. It's going to take time. He is with the right guy. It's going to take a bit, but I think sooner rather than later, I think he can be pretty competent in the ring. Not all-time great big man, no, but he can be – as long as he can hold his own, I think he'll be just fine. He can be entertaining, and that's what he was tonight. When you you put him around talent like AJ Styles, Kofi, and Xavier Woods, all three good workers that can sell their asses off, because Kofi and Xavier Woods sold sold them like money. They made him look like a genuine monster. I still think they need to scrape Kofi off the mat after he chokeslammed and threw through it. I'm like, hey, someone get the spatula. We need to scrape him off, man. Because that was that legit. Like it looked intense, and that's what you're supposed to look like. And it was entertaining. It wasn't the most impressive thing in the world. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm not gonna be like, oh man. He was a lot better than I thought he was. He was exactly what I thought he would be. And that's a good thing because I thought he needed to be, hey, he's a he's a monster. He's going to do a spot here, a spot there. He's not going to work more than five minutes in a match. And I'm fine with that. Just do that. Yeah. Have him slam some people around and done. Just the presence of him in the corner. The fact that it, when Xavier Woods was in on the turnbuckle, and AJ was looking at it. He's like, I'm about to tag him. Y'all fucked. <laughs> Once I tag him in, you're screwed. And that genuine emotion, that's what draw, like, drew me in. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a big deal. Here we go. And that's what you need to do. That's it. It's very simple. You don't have to overdo it. He doesn't need to do 15, 20-minute matches. Don't overexpose him. Give him the Goldbergson like, treatment where he comes in. Has a two-minute match and he leaves. 
It's all you need to do. Presence is everything with, with this type of character that they're trying trying to present with Omos. He's a monster that can work, that can murder people and splatter them all over the ring. Do it. Don't overexpose him. I enjoy a good splattering. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? As soon as I who saw him. Who doesn't enjoy good splattering? Good Why do you think Goldberg was so popular? <laughs> he would come in, eat a man alive, and leave. But he didn't snort smoke. That's the one thing I do. Snorting smoke, that would be pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I will admit. But no, a good showing for Omas. New Raw Tag Team Champions. Let's get to We were talking about this earlier. The Steel Cage match. Braun Strowman beat Shane McMahon. Just about what I expected, like in terms of interference from Jackson Riker and Elias and but it's all about the ending. Like, Shane was putting a good beating on Braun. Braun was coming back. Let's just go right to the end, because this, this is what everyone's talking about. It seems like Shane's about to climb out, win the match. He gets over. He's a couple more. He's a couple rungs away from winning. When Braun Strowman does one of the most um, captivating things I've ever seen in a pro... In a steel cage match. He ripped. The, he's climbed up to the ropes. Rips the damn thing. Just unbelievable feet of strength. Good lord. Gets Shane back in there. They go to the top of the cage. And I'm like, what the hell are they going to do? I'm thinking, oh my god, someone's going to. Someone's going through the ring. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm not thinking. I'm like, oh my god. So. And my cousin's texting me. He's like, they're going to go through the ring. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I, I, like, I seriously don't know. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is not good. Then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Braun's not taking that damn pump. We know he's taking it. I, fu- I honestly thought he was going to power slam him from up there. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to die. <laughs> like, there's no way he's going to power slam. No fucking way they're going to do that. <laughs> And he, like, guys, he can call it a hip, a hip toss? And that bump looked vicious. He didn't land right. I was, like, watching to see how his feet, how he landed. He landed, like, but, like, you could tell he tucked in his chin. Like, you can look at, when you look at it, when he's a, about, like, maybe a foot from landing. You can see him like tucking in his chin like that. Did the wrong thing there. Hit butt first, then he landed on his feet, and it felt like his chin, like he kind of like like hurt his like head by doing Ouch. it when he should have just took it flat and had the feet out, but had the feet in better. But dang for, for I asked if he was okay. I was told he was. So that for some good news, people wondering about Shane McMahon, he is okay. Cool. We did ask. So, what an amazing spot. Braun takes his time getting down. Hits the running power slam for the one, two, three. Better than I thought. That had no reason even being entertaining. Considering the... I thought it was a weird story going in. And then I talked to Strowman on Thursday. And you can catch that also. 
on the YouTube channel. You can also catch that in audio on the podcast, on uh, either on iTunes, Spotify, Google Player, iHeart, or your favorite podcasting platform. And I asked him that, and he, and he explained the story, and then it made sense. It's because he was he had a reading disability when he was a kid. He had a and he would get made fun of about it. And he got called all these things. So he wanted to parlay that into a storyline. And this just happened to be the right storyline. So as weird as it was, to me at the end of the day, it made sense. And this match had no reason being entertaining. It was. That's a testament to both guys. How is Shane McMahon not dead yet? Is my question. 51 years old and still taking that kind of a bump. Good for him. I, w- I hope I'm that good of a shape that I can jump from a 20-foot cage, land on my back, and then go backstage and be like, be okay. Because that that entire, that ending was was just great. You've never seen, you've never seen it before, which is what people want to see, stuff that they've never seen before. You want to see the big man on top of the cage, which you never see again. And I honestly thought moments like that where their question are you are no they're not gonna they're not gonna do that like I honestly thought for like twenty minute like twenty seconds after they got up there I'm like he there's no way in hell he's gonna power slam them they're gonna <laughs> gonna have to they're going through the ring they're going through the, something something bad is gonna happen here thankfully he just hip tossed them which I'm fine with. And it was the right ending, obviously. It was a good ending. And hopefully we're done with the storyline. I, oh, yeah. I I get the storyline and everything. It was fantastic. I just don't think WWE did right by both guys to book it the way that they did. My question is now, what do you do with Braun Strowman? Kind of think forward, think about it. They're probably going to do the same thing that they always do. They're going to have four guys. They're going to have a fatal four-way. Set up their own little rivalries. And then one guy's going to go after Lashley. It's every it's a every year thing after Mania. I, they need to change Strowman's music. If they change Braun Strowman's music, I'm down for the cause. Because that music... And I wanted to ask him that the other day. And I... He was short on time. I only got like about 11 minutes. So I didn't get, I wanted, if I was going to get what I got with Drew, I wanted to ask him, like, what is with this music, man? You're the <laughs> monster among men. Get these hands. And you come out to, like, Thomas the Train music. What the is that all about? <laughs> Let's get, <laughs> I said Thomas the Train. Wow. I know. On a combat sports podcast, I, you can tell, you can tell I have children. And I love it. That's all they've been wanting to watch. Like, my youngest is just, like, all oh, he's digging Thomas right now. Like, my oldest was in that mode for a while at that stage. Hey, I'm, that's fine, man. Barney, Thomas, the train. I'm fine with those. Sesame Street, don't get him into the new shows, man. Those new shows suck. You know what's on in my house? <laughs> Dude, it's Thomas, the train, Peppa Pig. Oh, God. Mouse ate that cookie. Arthur, Sesame Street. Um, Arthur's the shit, though. 
Arthur is solid. I like the whole like opening part to Arthur when he falls through the thing. It's freaking funny. No. My my oldest laughs like every time he's like, Danny, isn't it so funny? And I'm like, you know what? Heck yeah, it is. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. It's like, how do you promote how can you promote that to little children? <laughs> it's just like it's like that, Daniel Tiger, Eleanor, Puppy Dog Pals, Paw Patrol. It's like, dude, my life is Mickey Mouse. Like if I even like today, perfect example. Like we, uh, our bathroom, our bathroom got finished today. And so like the guy was, he was working, working on it. And my children just hated them. It was, it was loud. So they like went upstairs to our room thinking, all right, good. I can like finish binge watching some WrestleManias here. Cause I was near the end of WrestleMania 15. I was at the main event. I'm like, all right, I can sit and watch this main event. I can relax. Shawn Michaels and Vince do their squabble, and then they come back down. And I'm stuck again watching cartoons. Like, my oldest hates wrestling. He hates MMA. He hates boxing. My youngest is all down for the cause. All down for the cause. But, yeah. Wait till you have kids. It is all about cartoons at that point going forward. I'm fine with that. I'm going to use my kid to watch cartoons. You're like, hey, you're going to sit here and watch what I used to watch as a kid. I got my oldest into the Marvel cartoons. I don't know. Do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. The old Marvel cartoons. Those are shit. Oh, my God. I turned it on one time because I was like, I forgot if they were on there. And I was, I'm like, he sat with me and he's, he, like, he's asking. And I'm like, telling him, okay, it's who's, who's who and everything. And he's all about the Hulk, Captain America. He's watched both Iron Man's with me. I was like, oh. Nice. He watched them both, which was quite impressive for a four-year-old. So we're straying way off top here, but I don't, we don't fucking care. Talking about animals. We're talking about Peppa Pig. Let's go to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest beat The Miz and John Morrison. I do have to say. Dead entrance of Miz and Morrison. <laughs> that was so money. I got that fucking song stuck in my head. <laughs> sing it for us, Daryl. I'm not gonna sing it, no, because I don't. Oh, it's, gonna, it's gonna be stuck on my head for the rest of the other week, and I can't. Give do us, it. give the people like a smidge. Everybody that's watching, verse. everybody that's watching this already probably heard it, and they don't want to hear me sing it. Give anymore. it a verse. We want to hear you sing. I don't want to give it a verse. No, I don't want to sing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to join me tomorrow night instead of Daryl Rivera, please let me know now because Daryl is not willing to sing a verse from Hop Hop Bunny. Full disclosure, you would have to sing Hey Hey Ho Ho in hey, the middle hey, of the show as well. Hey Hey Ho Ho Hey Hey. Ho. I'm not that, afraid to put myself out there. The man. fact that they had 25 rabbits in the <laughs> that was what? And six or seven of them were missing an ear. Am I the only one that noticed that? Half of them I were missing an ear. What? Yeah, I was go back and watch it. Half of them have one ear. I'm like, what the fuck is the other one? <laughs> oh my god, that, that was just so wonderful. That whole entire thing. That this whole glorious, 
This whole program has been funny as hell. It, I have to admit, I rag on the Miz as happy ass. But this program was solid. Yeah. It was a good story from the Royal Rumble till tonight. I thought the story was well done. Bad Bunny got a great reaction. I like how he came out in the big rig. I don't know what happened in the camera angle. I'm, I'm, like, I don't understand why they just didn't follow him from the truck to the ramp. Because they didn't follow him. They showed him he was on the truck, and then they went to the crowd. He, got, st- the- he got stuck on the truck. That's why. Oh, okay, okay. So they were they were panning out away from him so he could get out. <laughs> that would make some sense. He, I loved his entrance. I liked Damian Priest's entrance. Bad Bunny was in there a lot. And he was good. We saw a Mahi Straw Cradle, a Falcon Arrow. We'll get into the final cool move in a minute. Because I'm going to blast that stupid tool. Two, uh, two, two cool moments. But... I was not expecting that performance from Bad Bunny. And I have to admit, he shined. He was the star of the match. The crowd, you know, and I know people make a lot of ra- the ratings, and which I get. Again, it's important. That's how these companies, you know, add revenue and then they TV rights and streaming rights. And I, and I get it. They got great public, great publicity from him. Throughout the week, he was—he was on Telemundo. He didn't. It was a really good interview with Billboard. Variety had a really big piece. Give credit to Adam Pearce and Drew Gulak who trained him from the jump. Ton of credit to those guys because he was at the PC from January, beginning of the year, up until this morning. He was at the PC. Just working, working, working. He only he took a little bit of time off when he was getting ready for the grannies. Beyond that, he he lived, eat, and breathed the performance center. And that's a huge testament to him to show how much he took this seriously. Because I'll let you take the floor now. You you're all about the bad bunny here because this is this is your guy. This is like this is the type of guy, and the reason he didn't show up to take a paycheck and you could tell he's been a lifelong fan. Like he's been to a lot of WrestleMania. Like that was well-documented. Matt Hardy, I think tweeted a picture with him on uh, at WrestleMania 33 when they came back. Um, You see this stuff. Ric Flair was in a bunch of his music videos. Undertaker announced one of his concerts for God's sakes. Like when you have that foot in the door, and then you show up, you work your ass off. You're there weekly. Because he was there every week on Monday Night Raw. He was. And, you know, he put the he set the bar very high for celebrities coming into, into in the wrestling world. Because it happens all the time. And now you see Bad Bunny and he's like, everybody's comparing him like, oh, he's better than Pat McAfee now. He's better than so-and-so. He's better than this. I'm like... Well, Pat McAfee could legit do it, in my opinion. But Bad Bunny did what he was supposed to do. He entertained. He did a lot of cool moves. He paid tribute to a bunch of, you know, legends and everything like that. And he worked his ass off. This is fucking 
great. And the publicity alone, Bad Bunny's huge. Oh, he's, Those, he's everywhere. He's a worldwide renowned name. Like everybody, you can ask anybody in the street under the age of 40, hey, do you know who Bad Bunny is? And 95% of the time they're going to say, oh, yeah, he's that really cool rapper from Puerto Rico, whatever the case is. And he adds that publicity to the WWE. He brought legitimacy, not legitimacy, he brought eyes to the product. Having taken the 24-7 championship to SNL, taking it everywhere, interviews and everything like that. And you can see the respect, you know, he earned a lot, the respect of the locker room and everything like that. And that's what this product, you know, it showed. He worked his ass off. Mrs. Morrison made him look like a million bucks because Morrison sold it, sold him like nobody's fucking business. And Morrison's great. I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't get, you know, more, more props from people, but. This this match actually, in my opinion, like at the time, I was incredibly invested in it. I didn't expect much. I expected him to like priest to do all the work. They showcase him, then he comes in and takes a pin. Done. That's what I expected. I didn't expect him to work 10, 12 minutes of the match. Yeah, he worked a good chunk of the match. He worked seventy five percent of it. You know, you get the end of where Priest finally gets. It's the tag. He's going wild. Do the double Falcon Arrow spot, which I thought was really cool for the double pin. They both, Miz and Morrison kicked out at two. Priest is in there. Seems like Priest is about to put Miz away. Tries to go take Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Morrison knocks him off the apron. And then hits a Canadian Destroyer. I was like, whoa! And Michael Cole, you are a bleeping moron. Learn to call a wrestling move. You are a wrestling announcer. Thank you, Corey Graves, for knowing how to call a move. No, no, no Samoa Joe. Thank Samoa you Joe. for calling it a Canadian destroyer. Puerto Rican destroyer. <laughs> Puerto Rican destroyer. Damn right. Puerto Rican destroyer. Bad Bunny goes to the top rope. Priest puts Miz on his on the shoulders. Splash from the top rope. One, two, three. Your winners, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. I will say this. He was amazing. He was better than Shaq. Sorry, AEW fans out there. Sorry to everyone that loves AEW. But he was much better than Shaquille O'Neal. Not as good as Pat McAfee. Now, is Pat McAfee considered a celebrity? He's got his. He's got a big TV radio. He's got a big show. I can. I. I get that part. I'm. I'm saying more of along the lines of like, do you think he could be more of a wrestler in the future? Because I think he has the intangibles for it. Pat McAfee's a celebrity. All right. It. It wasn't a, a question of that. It was more like, do you consider him a celebrity or becoming a wrestler slowly but surely? Bad Bunny? No, Pat McAfee. Bad Bunny's a celebrity. I'm talking about Pat McAfee. If if he's going to be, like, when you consider him a celebrity or would you consider him, like, a wrestler now that he has two matches, he will probably have more. Mm, 
basically I'm trying to find the line of like what a celebrity is. Is are they one and done or are they like I think he was popping and out. Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. Because Pat McAfee given, was great. I haven't been given any indication of what he's gonna be doing. I think he's great too. I I would love to see more of Pat McAfee, but no, I thought great job by Bad Bunny. I was thoroughly impressed. And the photo op with him and Damian Priest, it's going to help out Damian Priest so much. Damian Priest is now a big deal. Plain and simple, he's already a great athlete. He was put in a big spot. He delivered. First big main roster match happening at your first WrestleMania. Give Miz and Morrison, like you said earlier about Miz and Morrison, you got to give them credit. They delivered big here, too. Yeah, people are going to be talking about Bad Bunny and, to a lesser extent, Damian Priest. But you really need to talk about Miz and Morrison here. I thought they did a really good job for what for the role they were tasked to do. I thought they shine here, and they should get more credit for this. Agreed. They should get as much credit as Priest and Bad Bunny. But let's get – we got comments. We got questions. All right, let's kind of roll through these fairly quickly here. <laughs> Matt Ward, YouTube's number one fan, Matt Ward. My man. My, our man, Matt Ward. Oh, man, I hit the wrong button there. My apologies, guys. Let's – I went perfect on – why do I keep hitting the wrong button here? I am so sorry, guys. I went perfect on my predictions for night one. Good job, Matt Ward. Good job, man. Please tell me you took that. well, and thank you for leaving questions. Hope you took that to Vegas. One more from Matt Ward. Bad Bunny raised the bar for celebs wrestling at WrestleMania. Absolutely. There ain't no doubt about that one. The bar has been raised. Will we get that caliber again? I don't know. We'll have to see and we'll have to find out. But I'm off to a good start, though. JBL said said the best on the pre-show. It's history that was made, not African-American history or women's history. I often don't agree with John Bradshaw Layfield. I did on this one. He's not wrong. Usually JBL puts his foot in his mouth. But this time he actually said it right. And history was made. And I, I put that in my in my blog in, in, for tonight. And History was me. And it's and I said this at the beginning of the podcast. It's not about your it wasn't about gender. It wasn't about the color of their skin. It was the it was to me everything as a whole. And they went in there and they freaking delivered. You know, they they put that triple threat match with Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky to shame. That was a big mainstream attraction. It was a really big deal. Becky Lynch became a bigger mainstream star because of that. And you already had the big mainstream star, star in Ronda. But you had two women here. You have a genera- two generational talents. Sasha Banks, these two women can go down as time goes on as the greatest women women's wrestlers of all time. Now people are going to be like, oh, you hate Charlotte Flair. I just, I think that. 
I think if it was Charlotte and Bianca Belair, we wouldn't have gotten the same match. I don't think we would. Because Charlotte would have gone over. It's not that. I just, I don't see it in Charlotte Flair. I never really have. I've never been fully been able to comprehend why. I know why they push her because her last name is Flair. I'm not saying she's not talented. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. She's to me, she doesn't have a whole complete skill set like a Sasha, like a Bailey. And now even with Becky, I think Becky's gotten better in the ring. She cuts great promos. She's getting better in the ring. She carry, She has that aura and mystique about her. And she busted her ass to get there. The same thing as with Sasha and the same thing as Bailey. It feels like, kind of like, you know, it feels like she was just entitled to be there. And two women, one-on-one match, the world is watching. Boom, they delivered. And it was all about that. Nathan McCarter, I enjoyed it. It was good, but it wasn't that great to me. I'm talking about the main event. I, this comment I remember. Yeah. I haven't seen this comment too much. Um, Nathan, thank you for leaving a comment. Really appreciate it, my friend. Hope all is well. Congrats to one one championship, by the way. They had a great show on Wednesday night. Man, not the way one championship wanted that to go with Eddie Eddie Alvarez getting DQ'd and Demetrius Johnson getting knocked out in the second round. But, man, I don't agree with that. That's not a good take, though. I, I'll call that. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Don't get me no, wrong. I'm, I am no doubt about that. I just – I wholeheartedly – disagree with that let's keep going i know we got more there we go all right plid you guys are making it sound like i shouldn't have missed wrestlemania today okay i'm gonna call you out here Khalid. how can you watch this podcast and not watch wrestlemania because my pretty face that's my boy <laughs> Hi, Khalid. I I remember you, Khalid. Watch the replay on Peacock. Look at I am plugging Peacock. I mean, getting no shameless plug for Peacock. How dare you? We didn't have any issues, man. They deserved it. (laughs) George Norwood, my my boy, George. Glad WWE doesn't overuse that hair whip. That's a fantastic point. We really didn't bring this up at all. They really don't. They used it a lot in NXT when she was in NXT. They really haven't. And I think WWE's done very well with not overusing it, overexposing it since Bianca's been on the main roster. That's a fantastic point. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, it's if you use it only on pay per views, that's fantastic because you. She has a lot more in her arsenal. It's not just the whip. She has the strength. She has the, you know, the athletic, you know, talent and everything like that. So she doesn't, and points like that on TV, like SmackDown or anything like that. She doesn't need it. No. Today, you could tell, like, hey, I'm not putting her away. So you want to take my hair? And her saying, and this is something that I should have mentioned earlier. Her saying, let go of my hair as she's pulling her back 
that kind of reminded me of like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Like, get over here and then just bam. My God, that adds you add like you were able to listen to the wrestlers now talk. Xavier Woods in the in the match against Omos, you hear him too. I don't think you used to get that a lot because the crowd would be so loud. And that's something that's been implemented now. And that adds so much more to the match. I agree with that 150%. Da ta, Bianca, FTW. Amen. Thank you for leaving the comment. Da ta. Roxana, Renata, Ashley, Bella. I hate that Omos did all the work in the match against New Day. That's why he's the muscle, Roxana. That's why he's seven foot three. He's meant and built like a brick house. That's why it just tells pays him. He is the muscle. Thank you for leaving a comment, Roxana. Oh, you left another one. Roxana Lashley versus Brock for the WWE title. Then them as a tag team and go for the tag titles. Roxana, you had me with the first comment. The second one. Not a chance. I don't even know if Brock Lesnar's ever been in a tag team match. Yeah. He has with Angle back in 03, but like that was like an occasional. Brock I just Brock doesn't get along with people very well. He genuinely hates people. <laughs> That's a shoot, brother. Um real quickly, I wanna I said brother. But no, I Lashley and Brock Roxana, absolutely. I think that's gonna happen sooner rather than later. What did you think of the open with Vince McMahon coming out with the roster to think to greet the fans? Because you're you're thinking, begin WrestleMania. I'm thinking they're either going to go with Hogan or they're going to go with Drew. And they went with the old man. What a joke that was. I hated it. I I don't think I'm seeing it the way the same way that you are. I don't think since it was advertising, you know, it's the first show with fans and everything like that, you had to do something. And I would have rather seen Vince than Hulk, personally. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, the fact that he had the entire roster behind him was pretty cool. The fact that it was him, Triple H, and Stephanie, and then next one it was Roman Reigns and Shane, <laughs> which blew my mind. And... Everybody else was, like, behind him. <laughs> yeah, that, it was just... I don't know. I just wasn't... I get I... your point. You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I, You're right. I was just like... Man. I didn't hate it. I put it in the blog, too, and I had... Is someone from WWE go, you're not wrong. It wasn't about being a right or wrong. I just thought it was pretty stupid. If it would have been just Drew starting out the show, I'm fine with it too. But it's like coming out of a pandemic. It's the first show, you know, first mania. It's a big deal. So, like, I thought it was pretty cool in the fact that they had to do something. And... Whether it's Vince with the entire roster, if it if it would have been just Vince, then I get where you're coming from. But the fact that the entire roster was back there and they're all like, 
you could tell everybody had emotions. You saw Edge, you know, smiling his ass off. You saw, like, everybody was on the on the stage, with the exception of a few, obviously, like, you know, Bray Wyatt and stuff like that. But you saw everybody saying, hey, welcome back. Now, now we're back to normal. You know, that sort of thing. And coming out of a pandemic, that sort of stuff is needed. It's been a year since you last had fans. And then what did you make of Hulk Hogan, Titus O'Neil, the Hulkster got booed? Loved it. <laughs> that was just, Loved every minute of it. That was all kinds of awkward. All kinds of awkward. It just shows you how tone deaf WWE can be at times. Like, you know Hogan is not a fan favorite anymore to like half of 50% of your crowd. And if that doesn't show you now, like, I get it. He was in the Hall of Fame and everything. You used him in the Hall of Fame ceremony. I get that because that was NWO. But he's going to get booed. Like, there's no way around that. And to think that the reason why they didn't start with him is because they might have known, hey, the first reaction that we're going to get here is going to be a negative one. And we cannot have that. Do you think that ran through their minds while they were debating, hey, what should we do? The reason they did it, and I can understand, and I think this could have been an NBC call too. He's still a mainstream attraction. You say wrestling, people more often than not still say Hulk Hogan. And that's a totally different conversation for a totally different day. Yeah. But when you're thinking about WrestleMania, here you have the guy. Yeah, Vince McMahon had the money. But if Hulk Hogan's not there, are we having this conversation about WrestleMania 37? It's an argument to be had. I'm not defending anything Hulk Hogan said. I think Hulk Hogan's a freaking dirtbag. And I was the biggest Hulkamaniac. I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, I had everything Hulk Hogan. The action figures. I had the book bag. I had the sleeping bag. I had the pillowcases. I mean, you know, I had it all. I had the little rings. But he is a world-class scumbag. And go to the Daily Beast, by the way. And I don't know if you guys follow David Bix and Span on Twitter. At David Bix. I retweeted it earlier today on Twitter. A phenomenal article about Hulk Hogan. Just give it a good read. Let me I want you to read that, DY. Let me know what you think tomorrow. I got but, you. But um yeah, just real class scumbag. But I could from the business standpoint, I can understand WWE doing it. I can't. You know, and I thought I thought Titus handled it very well. I thought they both interacted well. You could tell there was some tension. We can, yeah. we can feel it. It's not, if you know what's going on. But they both were professional. Hulk got booed. It wasn't loud, but you can hear it. It was audible enough to where yeah. you can hear it. There were some cheers. He came out to a good pop, and so did Titus. But as he started talking, he got booed. He got cheered at the end. Not matter how you start, it's how you finish. But a little bit of awkwardness, and they got to be with each other one more night. Oh, my God, poor Titus O'Neill. 
Poor freaking Titus. They got to use their pain Hulk all that money. They got to use him somehow, I guess. But but that will be it for. And we're in Sunday morning. We're at 12.52 Central. WrestleMania Sunday. AM. It is officially WrestleMania Sunday. DY, how can fans find you, my friend, on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter here at DYBorico21 or on Instagram at Daryl17Rivera. Find me on Twitter, S. Milhausen, JR. You can find me there also on Instagram. I don't use it. I just can't, like, I get excited. I use it for a minute, and I'm like, I, I, I can't. I don't know why. I got to I gotta get more active in Instagram. I got I to gotta make that a goal starting, like, now. But you can find the Walkway to Fight Club. You can just go to Facebook. If you're watching via Facebook, it's simple, guys. Like the page. Follow the page. It's quite simple. Also, just type, or if you're on, go to Facebook, just type Walkway to Fight Club. Boom, like, follow, you're done. If you're watching via YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. It's simple. Just give it the old thumbs up and also subscribe to the channel. <laughs> and just push, push the shit out of my microphone. <laughs> Walkway to Fight Club on Twitter at Walkway Fight. And you can also find Walkway to Fight Club on Instagram. Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. The audio for this will be up in the morning because it is late. And I'm, as soon as we're done, I'm going to bed. I got two kids. It'll be up probably in about six hours. <laughs> Three so, hours. No. <laughs> They're good for 7, 7.30. So I'm praying to God 7.30. Cool. So we're, I'm praying to the good Lord. Hopefully he does me some good. and so Hopefully they will sleep in a little bit. But the audio will be up tomorrow morning. You can find the audio. It's simple. Rate, review, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeart, all of your favorite podcasting platforms. It's simple. Just rate, review, and subscribe. It's so important, guys. So make sure you guys do that. It really does help, and it means a lot. It is greatly appreciated. We will be back tomorrow night, probably a little earlier tomorrow night, just because as long as the weather is supposed to be good tomorrow. So there should be no delays unless something wonky happens. And then who knows what will happen after that. But as of right now, the weather in Tampa is supposed to be good for bell time tomorrow at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific on Peacock in the United States and elsewhere around the world on the WWE Network. For Dale Rivera, I am Stephen Mielhausen. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night after night two. WrestleMania 37. Peace.